Hello. You're welcome to the Time with Flora podcast, where we talk, learn, and grow together. We podcast weekly. The Time with Flora podcast is available to listen to on various podcast platforms, which include Anchor, iTunes, Google, Spotify, and Castbox. It's a Headway Point production, and you can follow us on Instagram at Headway Point underscore ng that's headway point one word underscore ng you can also subscribe to us on our youtube channel which is headway point two words headway point so today is all about episode 12 which is titled speaking to be heard and this basically themes around the topics of effective communication and conflict management. And I'm very keen to see that we kind of tackle this. It's going to be quite brief today, but but do look forward to subsequent episodes from different perspectives that will continue to look at uh, these themed subjects. So when we're talking about effective communication, obviously conflict management is is uh, something that appears, I guess, uh, uh, communi- effective communication being there and, and conflict management just being a, a other scenar- a scenario of sort, if you will, uh, where communication is, is, is happening or not, <laughs> as the case may be. So when we talk about communication, you know, what are the things that we're bearing in mind? So we're, we're, we're talking about what you say, the clarity, the clarity, how concise you are, getting to the point, etc. How you say it, why you you have said what you you are saying, or why are you going to say it, and when you say it as well, the timing and all that kind of stuff. The other thing that's very important, also to add to the list, is the nonverbal talk communication, uh, because a lot is conveyed in our body language, the eyes you know, the, you know, the breathing and so many other signals that are part of the, the mix, if you will, of the message that is trying to be conveyed. But most of the time, a lot of the times we, we tend to be, particularly if we are the one that is doing the talking, that is trying to convey a message, the focus tends to be on what is being said not so much on how it is being received at the other end. So there tends to be less focus on that. And really, uh, without having both as being part of the equation, if you will, effectiveness cannot be achieved in communicating. So um, recently, I was uh, having a conversation, a chat with... Uh, just, just a, a, I, I would say it's more of a, not not a friend as such, but but we we you know we're part of the same group and we were we're having we've had conversations before, discussions before sometimes, via WhatsApp sometimes face to face etc. And I I have noticed sometimes a lack of tact, uh, sometimes rudeness. And uh, I, I kind of felt it was time to say something. So I very, which I thought was politely, just said, you know, 
I, I've got to tell you, you know, the way that you say things at times, it could be taken as being rude, offensive, and I'd encourage you to, you know, to try and change it. So this is this is what I, I, I said to uh, the person I was speaking to uh, after subsequent times that this had been happening, you know, and I had to kind of check myself. I didn't want to make a, a big deal out of it. And, uh, you know, I felt there's just been so many signals in terms of lack of tact, uh, inadequate emotional intelligence in terms of just sort of kind of self-managing the way that, that she spoke. And you're just missing that piece with regards to the whole social awareness, you know, understanding who you're speaking to and managing your conversation in a way that makes sure that, you know, you, you, you're, getting, you're getting heard um, and your discussion or the discussion, the outcome of the discussion is going to be effective. So I, I didn't f- feel that she did that very well. And I thought, well, you know, it, it's the right thing to, to say something. So, so obviously I did. And she proceeded to tell me, that my issue was really that I clearly didn't understand what she was saying, and that's why I had my problem. Uh, And that she also was offended by me and the things that I said. So I just decided, "Mm, you know, I don't really have too much invested in this relationship. Um, It's it's just a kind of conflict of of, um, opinions. And I, I, I just went on to say, listen, I've, I've just said what I've, I, I, I wanted to say, um, taking on, you know, the feedback that you've given me as well. Let's agree to disagree because I was pretty confident in the opinion that I was expressing um, to this person. So agree to disagree, um, wished her, a, a, you know, a lovely day. She wished me the same and, and the conversation ended. Um, Interestingly, I found out later that there had actually been a number of people that had expressed the same kind of concerns about her because I thought that, or I was questioning the fact that maybe I was the insensitive one. Maybe, you know, I lacked uh, the tact. I was insensitive with some of the words that I was using and maybe I was being a bit too judgmental. But, but having heard that later, I realized that, well, Maybe there was something there in in what I had said, so it it was it was interesting and and it's also just another one of those lessons that you 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 make because as individuals as human beings we're always trying to do the best that we can um being intentional about learning to be good communicators it's certainly something that is uh, on the agenda for me. not too recently as well, I was listening to uh, a colleague uh, in a Toastmasters club meeting that I usually attend here in Lagos. And she was talking about communications. And Adiola made some really interesting points. She talked about the fact that communicating wasn't enough about how well you could speak, but how well you are understood when you speak. She said, being a good communicator is a two-way process. It is an interactive conversation. So it's not just one part in you just getting what you need to say off your chest. The other part of that equation has to be and must be that you are seeing that what you have said has been understood, okay, has been taken on board. Um, Whether accepted is, is, is another thing, but that 
what it is that you intended to say has been has been captured, caught uh, in the way that you, should I say, threw it. She also mentioned the fact that we should stop listening to process a reply and, and we should listen to understand what is being said. And what she meant by that is that a lot of times when we are in a conversation with somebody and it might be in a work situation, it might be in a personal situation, we are hearing stuff, but we are thinking or focusing more on how we are going to respond to what has been said as opposed to listening, actively listening to what the person is telling us. And sometimes, as you know, and I find this a lot with my younger friends, is that a lot of times they don't actually need advice from me. They're not really looking for an opinion from me. They're just looking for someone to hear them speak. They're just looking to get stuff off their chest. But a lot of times what one tends to do is you're already in, okay, how can I rescue the situation? How can I fix this? How can I help them find their way out of it? And, and, and that's not always required. So the point that she made about stop listening to process a reply was a really good one because I think it's a very common thing that a lot of us do. Yeah. Listening to respond as opposed to listening to understand first. Okay. So she talked about active listening as well. And she said that we need to make a conscious effort to be present. I often, and this is where things like social media and all our devices kind of get in the way. So uh, let me talk about myself. Um, Often my son would be talking to me and, um, you know, I'm doing something. I'm sending a message on the phone. I'm checking something on the phone. And he's saying, mom, mom, mom. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying it. I'm hearing it, but I'm not listening to him. Um, We do this a lot. This, this, This thing where we are not being present enough where we are. You see this, going into a restaurant, being in a meeting, yeah, where people should be focused on the conversation that has, you know, that is, that is taking place presently with everyone in the room, but instead we are distracted by our phones, we're distracted by our laptops, we're distracted maybe by a, a side conversation. Yeah, ain't a lot of active listening going on, guys. So, so that, that also was a really good point that she made. She said, to be mindful of the role of competing interests that get in the way of effective communication. So I've already talked about that. But I thought that, you know, the points that she made were really, really good. So a question that I have is, what is the objective when we communicate or when we are the ones doing the talking? You are having a conversation with maybe a partner, with your child, with a colleague at work, with a friend, what is the objective as you are talking or when you're doing the talking, what are you trying to achieve? When I was, was younger and I, you know, I think about conversations with my parents, it tended to be more about taking instructions and being told to do things. I can't remember a lot about having conversations. Maybe something had happened um, you know, there was there's something that I'd done or something I was about to do and just being told no, but no no context of, of why no, you know. 
but today's in today's generation i i find that i have to have a conversation with my my children i i i need to engage with them i need to help them to understand the perspective the lens through which i'm looking at the situation so that they can make an informed decision as to what they do next we talk a lot today about you know critical thinking and how that's really important for you know people um you know children as they grow in now because why there are so many information sources around and so you actually are competing with that now if you are still reclined to the school of thought which is just a yes or a no you can't or you cannot without any context the risk that you run as a parent as somebody that's as uh, in an organization trying to drive change let's say things need to change maybe you're downsizing or you 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 know you're restructuring or whatever the case may be and all all that is done is just information just given by way of of just to just to inform to just almost as a yes or a no or you will or you won't without any context runs the risk of of people kind of sidetracking whatever it is that you're saying and certainly not listening to what you're saying and and looking for other routes and other information elsewhere and of course we know that rumor also has its role to play as well as a downside to that so you know what is the objective when one is communicating or doing the objective what are you trying to achieve so w- one point I, i i will make on that so when you're talking to another person or persons to tell them what you want them to know or hear it's it's not just enough to 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 think about what you want to say the point is what are you intending to achieve once your message has reached its destination point okay what is your intention behind what you have said how you have said it the timing the body language what 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 is it in summary are you trying to that package as you pass it across and it's been received what is your intention to how it's received yeah so we we do need to to check that so is it is it for example intended to drive a positive uh a personal action that might be self improving to the recipient to the person that has received it from you a a parent um talking to a child about a reason why they you know they shouldn't do something in particular or uh in an organization a uh line manager talking to their team uh and trying to build, bring them on board with regards to a new um you know organization strategy that you you need them to be committed to and invested in uh by way of their actions and and their behaviors okay so you know is it that are you trying to gain appreciation of your perspective so you need empathy you need the the other person to understand where you are coming from yeah so that beyond that point whatever it is that you both desire decide or the group decides is is ultimately for you know a, a better and and everybody is on board with that because a lot of times we we don't always take time out to understand each other's perspective there may be so much for example in a conflict situation so much shouting so much disagreement and standing strong on one's own point of view 
that really if there was a bit more of a dialogue and a bit more empathy in understanding what we all thought, we would see that actually the alignment is, 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 is there far more, far more strongly than we actually thought it was. Are you intending to cause knowingly or not knowingly cause pain, anger, fear in how you convey what you're, you're saying? We may have uh, abusive situations where, uh, or bullying situations, for example, where the nature and the way in which you say what you, you, you have said is you may be in a bad place, for example, and, and this happens, we know that this happens, and your way out is to project that negativity onto somebody else, yeah? And, and that will have an influence in terms of how you talk to the other person or other people, all right? How you say it, what you say, the language, the eye contact or lack of it, the body language, etc. So, so, you know, the point of what are you intended, just think about the next time you're about to have particularly a serious conversation with someone, what is, what is the plan? What are you intended to achieve once the message, this packaged message that is full of your... why you've said it, how you've said it, how it's, been, how it's been achieved. What is it planning to achieve? And my second point is, is, is this. How do you ensure that you get heard anyway? How do you ensure that you've got something that you really need to tell the other person or persons? How do you ensure that you get that across as best as you can? I was reading uh, some habits by uh, a a on a website called the Wellbeing Team, and they talked about there being five barriers to effective communication. They talked about judging the other person you are speaking to. Remember, we're talking about how do you make sure you get heard? How do you package what you are saying and present it yeah, in a way that it is taken on board, that it is heard for the better? Okay, so judging the other person you are speaking to. So conveying a manner and presence in how you convey what that you're saying that tells the other person that they're being judged. Things to avoid. Things that are barriers to effective communication. Two, not paying attention to the person you are actually speaking to. Maybe lack of eye contact, that kind of thing. Using technical jargon. Avoid it. Um, you know the whole scenario where the eyes start rolling once people kind of hear things that they just don't understand what it means. So really avoid that. You've got to pay attention. Just as one has to actively listen as a receiver, the, vice, you know, the same thing across the board for the person that is actually pushing out the information too. Giving solutions to wanted advice. I talked earlier about the fact that you know, sometimes people are actually not looking for you to tell them anything. Sometimes all they want is for you to listen. They just need somebody to hear. They just need to get some information off their chest. So you've got to be sensitive to the fact that that's what's, what's going on here. That's what's needed. And if you're looking and you're listening truly, you will, you will see that. You will appreciate that. And if you're not chair, if you're not even sure, you need to check in and ask 
whether, you know, is that the deal here? Do you just need me to listen? What do you need from me? Because sometimes actually that's the best thing. What are you needing from me today? And then the other person needs to then say, I just need you to listen. You know, sometimes we just don't, you know, full disclosure, guys. Okay. Uh, The fifth one is um, avoiding the concerns of others. So while you're kind of talking and saying your stuff, you know, you're not actually checking in with or you're not listening to the perspectives that others have on, on the topic that you're discussing. So I'm just going to get my information across. This is what's going on. You know, uh, you know, yeah, 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 that's fine. That's okay. And even when you get questions being asked, you might be disparaging, you might disregard or, or kind of push things to the side that are coming across to you that need some kind of response or justification or, you know, just acknowledgement simply, really. So, you know, those were just some of the things that um, I, was, I was able to kind of pick up as I was researching uh, this today. And uh, I just want to touch on some stats that I also picked up as well, just before I leave. And this related to uh, some research that was done back in 2016 about the cost of conflict in the workplace. You know, and obviously managing conflict is, 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 very, is a very big chunk of communicating effectively, right? So um, I thought this was interesting and it's well worth taking on board, particularly if you work in an organisation, but you might very well see some things resonating from a personal situation perspective. So according to the report, workplace conflict and how businesses can harness to harness it to thrive. Um, this is a, from a, an individual by the name of Robin Short website. Very useful stuff I found on this website. The following statistics demonstrate how pers- pervasive conflict is in the workshop, workplace. I'm sorry. So 85% of employees deal with conflict on some level. of employees deal with it almost constantly. 34% of conflict occurs among frontline employees. 12% of employees say they frequently witness conflict among senior team. 49% of conflict conflict is a result of personality clashes and warring egos. I'm sure a lot of people will recognize that as they listen. 34% of conflict is caused by stress in the workplace. 33% 33% of conflict is used, sorry, is caused by heavy workloads. 27% of employees have witnessed conflicts led to personal attacks. 25% of employees have seen conflict result in sickness or absence. And so it goes on. So just a, a few pickups there um, that I thought I'd sh- share by way of statistics that, that's out there in the public domain. Um, I hope you found that useful. So guys, um, this is, as I said, going to be the first of... Um, more discussions, podcasts and conversations with regards to communications and particularly conflict management because a lot of you have actually fed back to me that you would really like to hear more about that. So um, uh, I think it's an important topic. So that will definitely be happening. It's been a pleasure, guys. Uh, This has been episode 12, Speaking to be Heard. Uh, This is the time for a podcast. We podcast weekly. And we are here to talk, learn and grow. Uh, This is a Headway Point production and you can check us out on Instagram at Headway Point 
underscore ng. We are also available on YouTube, Headway Point. Please do subscribe. Thank you very much for your messages and your feedback. It's really great and we will keep this going, guys. Stay tuned and watch out for episode 13 next week. Take good care. Bye.